All right, fellas, out you get. Why are we recording an episode in a cabin in the woods? Because it's Halloween and this is spooky. Oh, and uh, don't mind all the barrels of creepy glue I have stored there that are definitely not a setup for a payoff that will occur later on. Say, this place isn't haunted, is it, Lou? Sorry, fellas, can't hear ya. Well, I guess we should check it out. Geez, this is creepy as hell. Nah, this is just your typical cabin in the woods. Look, you got animal skulls on the wall, rocking chair covered in cobwebs, you got your chained up trap door over there, bloody axe in the corner over there, spooky ghost standing in the... G-g-g-g-g-ghost! Opa-popening bumper! Yeah, so this is episode 29 of Transformers Armada. It is desperate. It was written by uh, Kira Okea, and after the opening bumper, we have the new Minicon, who I found out his name is Skyblast. He fires again at Rad and the kids, and Rad figures it's because he's scared. Yeah, so Rad tries talking to the Minicon, but everyone still freaks out every time the thing even twitches, and the other Minicons form Perceptor, which Rad calls Leader One. <laughs> and uh, back on the beach, Tidal Wave is still blasting away at that rock Optimus is hiding behind, like he's shooting at the rock, and it finally gets destroyed, but then it shows Optimus stand up from behind the not-destroyed rock and fly away. Yeah, it was. it felt like there was a lot of footage that was cut in from the last episode this whole beach thing uh physically location wise doesn't make sense super thing orders like another retreat hotshot refuses and he calls hotshot calls to smoke screen for the boom boom shield yep which he uses to block tidal waves punch because that's exactly not what would happen if that amount of force yeah, anyway it doesn't matter megatron tells the decepticons to get oh, ready oh to sorry did you notice okay between like tidal wave walking up being in the water punching hot shot his size changes like six times in as many shots yeah first he's like nine stories tall then he's like half that then he's back up again and, and at one point when he punches hot shot there's a side view and it's like he's twice the guy's height that's it yeah which is like super thing height yeah yeah really anyway yeah megatron tells the Decepticons, all right, get ready to party tonight, boys. But then Jet Optimus flying sidekicks tidal wave in the throat. Oh, yeah, boot to the head. Boot to the head. And back at the base, Alexis stands around feeling hopeless. Oh, I don't know what to do. This is this episode really tries to push her into that you're a girl, boring, stay at the base character yeah. uh, corner. Because uh, she's standing there talking to Red Alert. Oh, it's hopeless. And just when all the boys rush in with their new Minicon who is scared of girls. Yeah, they found part of the Requiem Blaster. And Alexis is like, yeah, that's great. Let's warp him to Optimus so he can help find the other two Minicons. That no, form, shut I up, think. Paul. You have to take things seriously because this is really serious. And Alexis is mad now for no reason. Pretty much because the Minicon hides behind Red again. <laughs> and at this point, I kind of don't mind him because, like I said, they're really writing her with huge mood swings here. Um, and But back at the... Uh, the battle, I think I missed some stuff. But eventually where I clued back in was Tidal Wave breaks apart and like his different parts power link to make kind of Super Megatron a thing. Yeah, that's what I have. They turn him into Ultra Mega Super Thing too. And yeah. He flies up past the clouds to fight Optimus and they start blasting each other and Megatron lands Mega a... Megathingatron? Mega... <laughs> I, I like Megathingatron. I like it too. 
but Megatron lands a solid hit, and Red Alert's he's seen enough for one day. He's going to warp out there to help, too, but Alexis is like, no, 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 wait, 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 and then tells the Minicon that he needs to go help Optimus because Optimus is going to need the Requiem Blaster. Yeah, the whole bit of... And it's heavy in this episode of, like, we, can, we can't have the Minicons fight if they don't want really grinds my gears. Yeah. But, uh, the, oh, there's a bit where Super Thing is far... Did you hear something? I didn't hear anything. Okay. Uh, Super Thing fires at Megatron. It kind of does nothing. And then uh, they they send Skyblast to battle from the base, but it's like he's in red alert with Rad. Oh, yeah, Rad has to prom... I forgot about that. Rad promises the I'll Minicon go to go because he's a scaled... <laughs> And Carlos is coming with, too, for no good reason. But they got their suits on again. Yeah, yeah. There is one, it's almost funny, but not, because it's just annoying bit where they come, they warp in, and Carlos says to Skyblast, he's like, don't worry, you just have to be brave like I am. And he gets scared by something. Because there's a nearby explosion. And Red Alert tells them to start using the monitor to locate the nearby minicom. But if the monitor's part of him, couldn't he just do it himself it's like kind of like remember in GoBots where Matt had to activate the afterburners in later ones (laughs) it's part of you it's one of the flaws of these uh, series where in in order to make it work that we need humans whereas you and I have said before the gimmick that you write is that we're at 90% power but when a human sits in us we're up to 100% anyway um, they get yeah they get to the battle and uh, Scavenger says to Hotshot, hey, you you go help Red Alert, like he calls into him. Uh, And Thrust sees this and figures, oh, they must, like, Red Alert must have the thing that the Minicon that we're all looking for. Why else would they uh, focus on him? Yeah, or it's, it's some secret Autobot weapon. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That must be it. I'm, I'm gonna go get there. Yeah, so he runs at Red Alert, but he gets confronted by Blur, and this was... Maybe the only action I really liked in this episode. They talk a lot of shit, as yeah. expected. Thrust's like, you're no match for me, Ben. What are you trying to protect anyway? John? Yeah. Hey, Paul, what is it that looks like Starscream but isn't Starscream but is also a ghost? Oh, that would either be a deceased cosplayer or the ghost of Starscream. The ghost of Starscream commercial break! I'm Paul from the popular podcast, the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show Podcast. And I'm If you were Jenna. born in the 70s like me, you know that Halloween isn't a time for fun and joy. It's a time to be afraid of disproven urban myths like razor blades and apples and drug-laced candy. Wait, I thought we were doing a bit for the Red Cross. In an effort to help stop such non-existent threats, John and I have teamed up with the good people at Bosco's to bring you Onion Ween. Oh, Christ. For every pallet of 48 boxes of Bosco's onions you purchase before the end of this podcast, Bosco's will donate one onion to a child the need on Halloween. Imagine the look of joy on the face of the child that gets their very own Bosco's onion when all their friends are coked out with razor blades in their gums. I'm done. We have to say the tagliner, they'll kill Lefty's family. The delivery guy from when we did animated? He's still a thing? I guess. Fine. Bosco's! The onion the onion, the onion, the onion, lovers, onion lovers love to, to love. love. When we come back, maybe this was actually the action that I was thinking of, because Blur tackles Thrust, and Thrust just, like, 
just keeps going with the roll and tosses him. Yeah, and then Red Alert transforms and shoulder checks him into the cliff. Yeah. He runs for it and Blur runs after him. And while all this violence is going on like 100 meters away, the boys tell Sky Blast, don't worry, you're totally safe. See? <laughs> yes, exactly. They'll protect us. <laughs> and back in the air, Megatron has the Star Saber out now. It's time to end this and... Back on the ground, Alexis radio smokescreen to launch the shield up to Optimus. Again, why do the Autobots need to take tactical advice from children? Doesn't <laughs> make sense. Happens too much. But he does. Um, and he launched the shield, launches the shield up. And then Super Thing stands there and takes all of the laser fire. Yes, he grabs it, but it doesn't really seem to help. And Megatron even It covers asks, like, like half his chest and one forearm. Yes, Megatron's like, do you forget to put batteries in your shield, Optimus? Oh, so back down on the ground, Carlos is, is growing impatient. And he's like, hey, uh, Skyblast, Minicon, do something. And then Rad... <laughs> well, he goes on about Minicons don't like to fight. And then it immediately shows all the flying Decepticon Minicons fighting. And flying, like shooting at Optimus. Oh, fuck off, you stupid child. Although I do want to say, you know what? Rad's ignorant ideals... Like, they're becoming a threat to intergalactic peace. <laughs> but Red Alert gets hit uh, by, a, I forget who shoots him, um, and then Hotshot, oh, by Thrust, and then Hotshot jumps in the way of the second shot and gets hit for the boys. And again, it's like, Rad, you're causing the death of, of what? Oh, fuck. That kid is just aggravating me. Well, well, yeah, and when Hotshot takes the shot, he gets buried in a cave-in. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah. he's fine, he's fine, he stands up, and Rad tells him the Minicon isn't ready to fight, and Hotshot says, look, we don't have time for this shit. We need to find the other two minicons so we can put this gun together. And then Sky Blast walks off, and then my notes say, Spins! Weird music! Choppy editing! Call to other minicons. I thought it was just the music of the show, but no, it's him calling for the other two minicons. So the, the um, I guess the other two minicons... Oh, no, before that, the Boom Boom Shield and the Star Saber get drawn together, and they send a beam of light to the moon. Yeah, it shoots to the full moon in the middle of the day, which is physically impossible, and another Paul, beam Paul, down Paul. to the ground. It's, it's to the moon. <laughs> but it only lasts a few seconds, then stops, and the Sky Boom Shield stops glowing, and Megatron just smacks it out of Optimus's hand. Yeah, like he wasn't even holding on to it. Uh, and then the, the water bursts out of... I guess there was a fissure we've seen before a couple times, and water bursts out of that, and a Minicon emerges from it. Okay, so... That well, Minicon comes out of that and transforms, and like Thrust goes for it, but Blur stops him. And then, do they all come out of the moon? Or no, uh, Super Thing gets cut in half, right? Well, yeah, back in the air, Megatron just cuts Jet Optimus in half exactly where he and Jetfire combine, and the Optimus part starts falling out of the sky, and Megatron just starts blasting Jetfire. And Megatron, like, takes joy in slicing Super Thing in half as if he didn't realize it's two different Transformers. Yes. But, yes, yeah, so as Optimus is falling... There's, yeah, there's that Minicon. They, all the Minicons emerge, and they combine. There's, like, a the Sky Blast. There's a... It's another space shuttle, I think, and then a truck. Well, it kind of looked like a satellite. I said it transforms oh, into yeah. Skylab. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a satellite, yeah. It kind of looks a little like Mirror as well. But anyway, yeah. um, they all come down, and they turn into the... Um, oh, God, no, this was a dumb thing. They they come into Earth, and they combine into the what Requiem Blaster. But just as they do, Carlos says, they're alive! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thanks, Carlos. 
but before Optimus can grab this thing, because now it's falling, well, he's falling too, thrust unstealth devices right beside it, and he goes to reach for it too, and they grab it at the same time. Yeah, they fight over it a bit, and then Optimus just kind of knocks him away, and he, this is a neat idea, although it's drawn dumb, but he blasts the Requiem Blaster, fires it straight down, and basically uses it as a thruster to stop himself from falling into the ocean. Yep, well, and then he lands on the ocean floor, because he's pushed back, like, Moses parting the Red Sea pushed all the water back and there's like 30 feet of water circling all around him but not filling back in because of why not yeah it's like a weird kind of buzzsaw corkscrew shape going around anyway shut up shut up shut up here comes the ghost of Starscream alright the ghost of Starscream should come through that door any minute right And that's when he steps on the roller skate and rolls all the way to the fish tank. Which has piranhas in it that will bite him in the bum and make him jump up and hit his head on the bucket full of lard. Once the bucket falls on the floor, the ghost of Starscream won't be able to keep his balance and he'll fall down onto the toboggan. Then the toboggan will take off with help from the greased up floor and send our ghost into the workshed where we've already set up a trampoline. The trampoline will bounce him out the window where he'll hit another trampoline that will bounce him back in through another window where he'll hit another trampoline. Except that's the broken trampoline, so he'll break through it and lose one of his shoes. With his shoe gone, he'll be unable to outrun us and we'll finally catch him. It's foolproof. Shh, here he comes. of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show and the end of another mystery. That's right, John. It turns out that Lou's Cabin in the Woods wasn't haunted by the ghost of Starscream. It was... Herman the the Sales Guy! No, wait a minute there, boys. Are you telling me that the ghost of Lou's Cabin was none other than known murderer and pervert Herman J. Peckerweiner? That's his real name? That's right, Constable O'Flaherty. Herman knew Lou's cabin had the last remaining supply of the 1994 batch of creepy glue that was made with methamphetamines instead of adhesive. He then devised the persona of Starscream's ghost by planting subliminal suggestions in the minds of Transformers writers back in the 1980s through use of his time machine. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, a time machine, you say? That's right, Constable. Once Herman returned to the present, he began haunting Lou's cabin in an effort to scare away anyone who would want to get high off expired creepy glue. And who wouldn't? And I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you meddling kids! We're both in our 40s. Well, it looks like your days of crime have ended, Mr. Peckerweiner. It's off to the firing squad for you. What? You're killing him over petty vagrancy? Don't worry about it, Mothball. I'm immortal, remember? I'll be back at your door hawking cheap plastic hooey in no time at all. Right, Scoob? <laughs>
So how do we get home? I don't know. Walk? Happy Halloween, John. Happy Halloween, Paul. Mm-hmm. <laughs>